You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson and I'm also here with Jared Davis to talk about some off-season topics, coronavirus of course, and Pro Day, and Gus Melzahn getting in the Arkansas State Hall of Fame. Pretty big deals there. Um, but before we get into this, Jared, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, War Eagle, just uh, got some – it's crazy times right now. We can say that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it probably all happened. I mean, I remember it was last Thursday, Thursday, March 12th, when I started getting all these notifications from not only – news sources but uh espn uh it's pretty much saying oh this this league has been shut down or stopped for the time being and uh, not to say that I, I probably i mean i took the the virus seriously before but this was one of those i mean did, did it seem like this was kind of like the oh wow i i almost didn't imagine this would happen like how how, how did that come off to you once that happened on uh, march 12th yeah, it was pretty interesting. I think everybody was, I mean, not to say nonchalant about it, but, you know, uh, I mean, we went from the NCAA saying, you know, no, we're going to hold it with no fans. Yeah. And then the NBA cancels the season and everybody's like, whoa, and they start readdressing it. And, and immediately, you know, 24 hours later, we don't have a tournament. So I think then NBA was the first domino to drop uh, that kind of made everybody readdress the situation. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I think it really had to do with it. Almost hit home when the, one of those NBA players got, got contracted the virus, and then yeah, all of a sudden everybody was like, "Oh, this got real. This got real, real quick," um, because it's almost like putting a face to something that was more. Uh, I don't know. You you just knew numbers. Oh, this many people had contracted at this moment, but you didn't know who they were. More than likely. Um, so this was for the sports fans, it, it was a bigger deal. Um, especially when you start canceling things like the NCAA tournament and, uh, the, the players themselves. I mean, let's, let's just talk about the players and the effects that it has on them. Um, not just with football, but kind of just overall. And then we'll get into football and how that affects it. But how do you think it affects college athletics overall? Um, that, spring and winter sports are pretty much put on hold completely uh for this i i mean it's bad and i'm not you know there's bigger issues with this but from a sports perspective i mean it's about probably as bad as it can be because these guys work hard in the off season they struggle through the season in basketball and then you know you're, you're playing for this ultimate prize and then you don't get to do it um i just can't even imagine 
how they feel from a sports perspective. And um, it's it's a huge deal. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, it obviously is going to hurt the, the players that have been working, a lot of them, for most of their lives to get to the point where they're at and going to, for basketball, a championship in the NCAA to now football even getting affected with their spring games, um, which we'll get into just a little bit. Um, and, and I thought it was kind of a nice thing from what I understand the NCAA, um, at least to start out, they've, they've said any of the seniors that have, that are in these spring sports so baseball and softball, um, those kinds of sports in the spring, uh, will get an extra year of eligibility, which I think was a nice thing. Um, but then that made me think, where is that money coming from? Because that's an extra year of room, board, education, that kind of stuff. So those are other minor details I'm sure that will have to get worked out. Um, but they they put their goodwill in and said, you know, that that that'll happen. Well, and help me on the math here. I, I read a quick article or just the headline, and it said, where do you stop? Like, do freshmen also get another year like did they stay and play out another you know where does that stop or just the seniors get another year yeah is it going to be viewed i've seen also as more of a red-shirted year which i mean that's kind of maybe the best way i can think about it happening everybody gets a red shirt essentially um and you know this year doesn't really count for you so essentially everybody would get that extra fifth year um for free um, so I don't know that that's where they got to figure out those little details. Um, but yeah, let's jump into some of the Auburn football and, and football related topics as related to the coronavirus and the stuff going on there. Um, the first one I could think of is more recruiting. Um, you may not think about that happening. Um, but some of those effects will happen because coaches typically, uh, would start their recruiting, a lot of times right after their spring practices ended. Um, and now there's no spring spring practices. So what do you do? Um, and then along with that, it, coaches aren't going to go to the houses of, of potential recruits uh, for a school because of the coronavirus. There's things, this uh, social distancing that's going on um, around the United States. So how do you think it really could affect this recruiting um, for football you know I think only time's going to tell on the overall effect but I, I mean it's it, listen everything's changing I mean this is uncharted territory um, I, I you know I know we're going to get into it but football is going to be different uh, this year yeah and um, with with no if we don't get spring practice in at all I don't know what that's going to look like for the season starting but um, you know these guys are always recruiting and now they're being told you can't do it. And um, it's just interesting times. I mean, it's going to have a huge impact, but it's, it may be two years down the road where you wonder, hey, why don't we have why don't we have enough wide receivers or why don't we have enough this and that? And it could have been the lack of ability to recruit, you know, during this time. Yeah, and, and that very much could be. We're just the – I've heard, you know, even if they're allowed to do FaceTiming or Skyping potential recruits during this time – going and seeing a guy face to face shaking his hand you know that kind of normal stuff that happens in the recruiting trail you don't get to do that and and that can affect your um i don't know the judgment of a person's character which at auburn is a very big thing 
um, when they're recruiting a college athlete. And that, that could be an issue potentially that, you know, you can put something on for, you know, an hour through a Skype meeting. But if you, you know, you're spending a half a day with a guy, you know, you, you probably start to see some of their characters start to come out a little bit quicker. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's going to change everything on that front. And, you know, let's be honest, there's going to be majority of the coaches are going to adhere to this, but this just opens another avenue for um, people to kind of get a leg up if they don't fully adhere to this. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the fallout um, from, from the changes they're having to make. Yeah, for sure. Um, you'd mentioned the spring training and, and spring practices that are obviously supposed to be going on for Auburn. Um, we were actually supposed to start on uh, March 16th. So Monday, um, so the day after we're recording this and obviously that's getting pushed back. The NCAA pretty much said, yeah, you're not allowed to practice or any kind of involuntary, uh, activities were required until at least right now until after, um, April 15th. Um, so no practices, no workouts, nothing like that. Um, which I think is going to affect them more than, uh, this necessarily this uh, non practice I mean the practicing obviously is going to hurt big but then also just not being with your your brothers or your sisters in this time for other sports is going to be tough um, it's that's the part that I think is going to your chemistry with your team isn't going to be as strong um, so you might see some some struggles going on that may lead to more in-season kind of strife um, that could happen. Yeah. I mean, and you know, some of the guys are probably going to get together maybe outside of organized, uh, events. Uh, but you know, if they're not doing that either, um, cause I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of people are scared about this and they don't want to be around other people. And mm-hmm. I understand that. And that is where a lot of the chemistry is built with receivers and quarterbacks is off, off the field time together. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to have a huge impact. And, um, I mean, these guys and and ladies as well. These athletes are they're creatures of habit, and you know that's they have a system down. Yeah, and that has totally just been derailed, and everybody's trying to figure out what to do now. Yeah, yeah, and that's not just football; that's all sports. Um, because even even I'm sure uh, we have people trying to figure out: Are we going to actually have a spring practice? If so, when is it going to happen? Because you know, the further we get into the summer months, the closer you get to fall practice and fall camp, and then you get closer to the season. And at what point do you not have the spring practice, which can be, for teams, very influential on the groundwork. The Everything that they, they kind of plan off of starts in, at spring practice. How, how you, uh, you know, line up, that happens in spring practice. Um, and then you get into the minute details either in fall practice or even into the season. Um, so, I mean, that, that's gotta, they get their coaches are definitely going to have to think through all those, um, scenarios. Well, yeah, I mean, it hurts the incoming freshman cause I think, you know, like tank, I mean, he, yeah, for sure. yeah, he graduated early and he got in here and would have had the spring practice Yeah, and he's just one of the players, but, um, that's a huge advantage and, and that may not, you know, come to fruition and um you know it i don't know i just just trying to work through all this is still just amazing to be honest with you yeah yeah you bring up a good point of what about the the freshmen that left high school early 
to come to college and enroll early so they can get an extra spring practice in there with this with their team before going into the the gauntlet of sec play and just football in general um and that's that's going to be something that man that's that's going to hurt um and i hope at some point we figure out a way to get these spring practices um, pushed back um whether that means a day actually happens or anything like that i mean it's more important for the players um to get those practices in um and like you said the quarterback to wide receiver running backs to their offensive line what are they going to be doing how are they going to work together um that's those are big questions um that well, have to be kind of like figured out in this off season yeah and you mentioned a day happening and i don't know if auburn's made a, a official announcement or not i did read where i think ohio state and michigan have both declared that they are not having their spring game um i mean i think it's probably pretty obvious that if auburn has one it won't be open to the fans yeah but i don't think they've actually made an official announcement yet have they aj i i haven't heard anything but I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of went that route, especially like we discussed on the last podcast. Gus isn't the biggest fan of, uh, I don't know, outsiders looking at what they're doing behind closed doors and behind closed uh, walls pretty much. So I, if, if Gus has any say in it, he's going to be like, all right, push, push him out. Like we're, we're not showing this to the public. Um, so, yeah, he would have never wished this in his life. But yeah, he yeah. he may use this now to say, "Hey, all right, we can't. Yeah, nobody can come in and watch." So yeah. Um, the last thing on the coronavirus and kind of how it affects college football is obviously the season. So you know, spring practice is a big part of the season uh, leading into the season, but obviously the season itself. Um, I mean, we're already seeing either postponements or cancellations of. Uh, different seasons because of the coronavirus and uh, football seasons really at this point, you know, five and a half months away. And you're, you're looking at if we don't get this contained, I, I could see uh, the NCA putting a lockdown on something like this, which would be very unfortunate. Um, maybe pushing back the season a little bit too. Um, if they don't end up canceling it because football of all sports is very contact heavy. Um, and then you got on top of that, the, you know, at times hundred thousand fans, uh, all jammed into one, one stadium. That's a lot of germs that can be spread around. So they got a lot to think about. They do. And the one thing that I don't know why, but the one thing that (laughs) didn't really hit my brain until the NBA issue was, Oh, there's no fans there. Everything's okay. Well, these yeah. players are touching each other absolutely throughout the entire game, and if one, it's like they had to quarantine everybody that that um, Utah Jazz player had played against. They had to go test them. In fact, a guy just tested positive, who they had played. He has no symptoms whatsoever. Yeah. But because they quarantined him, tested them, they found out he had it. So, yeah. And there's a lot more players on a football team. Yep. So if this is still going on. And you got to quarantine everybody and then their families. Yeah. 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 And so hopefully at that point we have some sort of uh, like Tamiflu or something that can help people um, with the coronavirus uh, that maybe people can get shots. I don't know at this point. I know they're running some tests and stuff um, and I'm sure they'll probably start moving to uh, 
you know, doing trials on humans to see if this actually affects um, and can keep people from getting the coronavirus. But until that point, it's still kind of up in the air whether or not this, uh, you know, if we're going to have a football season. Um, obviously, Jared, you and I and a lot of other people would love to see college football. Um, and it would really suck if that didn't happen. Uh, but I understand the NCAA and their, their, them kind of just, you know, putting the stiff arm out there, uh, to use a football analogy and say, Hey, hold on, hold on. We got to ensure the health and safety of the people that are coming to these games, but also the student athletes. Um, so you kind of got to balance all that. Um, and Jared, I don't know about you, but I am so thankful. I wasn't the person that had to say, yeah, we're, we're canceling all of these things because, Oh yeah, man. I, I mean, well, and I will say, I mean, um, when you cancel March madness, all bets are off. I know that people in the back of their minds still think, Oh, there's no way they won't, they'll cancel football, especially not in the sec. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you cancel March Madness, a multi-billion-dollar process. Yes. Um, there is nothing they will not cancel. Yeah. And um, so it's a legit issue. Um, spring practice is a big deal. I think they have 15 of those. If I'm not mistaken, they then get 29 practices in fall. Um, you know, it, here's the big thing, AJ, that I don't know the answer to. It's one thing to put a bad product on the field. Uh, it's another if they're not physically ready to go on the field mm-hmm. yet and people could yeah. get injured. So if we're talking about, all right, everybody's physically healthy and ready to play, yeah, but it's just going to take a week or two to, it's going to be like a preseason and it's going to look bad, then we'll probably start it. But if they didn't have time to strengthen condition properly, um, then, you know, it's going to be delayed. Yeah, you're probably right. And I hadn't thought about that, especially if I'm just thinking people who get over, uh, I'm thinking if if a player does get sick or something, then I'm just thinking people who get the flu. Think about Daniel Purifoy on the basketball team. Took him a while to get back. Yeah, I mean he was for two weeks. They were saying he he's almost back to full strength, and mm-hmm. I mean it, I it I was surprised it took that long with the flu. Yeah, exactly. And you know who who knows how long until an athlete is able to get back up to their peak performance um, after something like the coronavirus. Uh, let's transition a little bit. Um, let's talk about, uh, other Auburn sports related news, um, that's been going on. Um, so Auburn obviously had their pro day, um, a little bit ago. Um, Jared, what do you see from the pro day? Was there anything that kind of stood out to you, um, about what happened at the pro day, um, for the, the athletes that performed there? Not really. I mean, you know, I think it was, you know, um, Derek Brown decided not to do the cone drill, which, you know, people are trying to make, get him out of the, there's some people that don't even have him in the first round anymore, which is just <laughs> ludicrous. Um, but he said, I'm not going to do the cone, gr- cone drill and I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, you know, the biggie was probably, you know, Sal Canella's bulked up. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think he had, I think you've noted he added 16 pounds. Yeah. It's pretty significant. Um, you know, the thing about Sal is, I mean, he's got size, he's tall. Um, if he adds that, you know, the pounds that he has and really can get somebody to show him to run good routes, he he could be an asset, I think, in the NFL. Yeah. And, and just, he's already proved that he can be a good blocker. I mean, that's why they put him out there. Yeah, he's you're right. I mean, in you, that you situation, know, you're right. There were I times I, well, you're, there were times I was like, why is Sal out there? And then I forget he's apparently a really good blocker. 
So, um, and then he always makes very, <laughs> he always makes one catch a year that <laughs> changes the outcome of a game. And he yeah. did it in the Iron Bowl. And um, so, uh, and I'll then never... I think back in the, yeah, it was back in the Oregon game, right? Yeah. That corner of the end zone kind of catch. It was Washington. That was Washington Are... last year. Yeah. He did that. And then this year in the Iron Bowl. Um, yep. So maybe we can get him another year of eligibility and, and uh, <laughs> put him in in a big spot next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole bunch of things that really caught my eye. Um, I mean, there was a lot of guys that ended up just kind of doing about what I expected. Um, but one of the things that, I mean, we talk about how, how elusive Will Hastings is a lot of times, but I mean, he's looking, he's running at like a four or five 40. Um, and man, his, his vertical jump, come on, 33 inches. Uh, one of the highest on the team, um, Besides, I think the only other one was Noah Ebenogany who got a vertical of 40 inches, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, you're looking at a guy. My vertical is negative, by the way. Say what? My vertical is negative, by the way. Uh-huh. I think when I jump up, I go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way I'm hitting 40. No way. Uh, yeah, it's a it's very impressive for these guys. And uh, I hope some of these um, kind of start to catch catch people's eye, especially one like Spencer Nye. Who you think of big boy, really big fullback, H back kind of guy. And uh he ends up also getting a vertical of thirty two. I mean, he is a huge guy to be jumping up that high. Did um, did you just did you just plan that? You said I hope it catches somebody's eye, Spencer Nye jumping up high. No, I on? didn't plan that, but that was <laughs> <laughs> my subconscious working there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, um, he did yeah, that was impressive from him. Yeah, even his forty time wasn't too bad. It was a four eight one. Uh, so, I mean, for a big boy running pretty quick. Yeah. That's um, not bad at all. Yeah. I, you know, Will Hastings is interesting. I mean, I think, uh, I just always think about the Patriots and the people they've, and, and even the people that played with Peyton Manning and, you know, if he gets with the right quarter, he can run great routes. Um, you know, he's never going to wow you yeah. with his film tape, but he can run great routes and somebody could probably use him. Yeah. And he's a sure-handed guy. If you throw Very it sure-handed. in his direction. He'll come down with it. I mean, the catch, I think it was a two-lane game. And let's be honest, we were struggling in two-lane. And, mm-hmm. and Bo had to just throw one up because of pressure. And, and he adjusted his, you know, was over the wrong shoulder. Right. He adjusted and made the catch. And, I mean, you know, that stuff, they, they're going to see that on film. So Yeah, that, those are natural instincts that he got. Um, and remember, Will Hastings originally wasn't even a wide receiver. He was the what, the special the teams kicker, kicker yeah. guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Kudos to him. Yeah. Um, so I hope he, he's able to connect with somebody, some team. Um, I had heard that Gus was kind of, you know, connecting different uh, guys at the pro day with potential coaches down the road. And uh, I think Will Hastings was one of those. So you never know. You never know if a guy like Will Hastings or um, other guys that you may not have even thought uh, might get drafted. Um, and if, even if they're not drafted, they'll probably get a free agency somewhere and earn their spot. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that as uh, that goes on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's talk about some additional coaching hires. I know we talked a lot about the various coaching hires last podcast, but even since then, we've had a couple extras. Um, Brandon Fisher, um, he's going to be a defensive analyst. Uh, he He was... 
previously a defensive coordinator at Southern Utah. Um, apparently didn't do so well, went three and nine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the way I'm kind of viewing this is it's kind of like we, we view Saban as uh, I think like Butch Jones or something that, you know, has had terrible seasons in the past, almost like bring them up, bring them in, uh, kind of recuperate them and then send them back out. So I'm kind of viewing Brandon Fisher as one of those. We may have him for a little bit as a defensive analyst and then say, all right, go find somewhere else. Well, there's a lot of guys that can evaluate data and give you good ideas of what to do with that data, but they're not great coaches. So, yeah. um, and I don't know what a defensive analyst actually does, but it sounds very important. It sounds like it's dealing with game time data. So, yeah. um, is he any relation to the NFL coach whose son also played at Auburn? What was his name? Uh, uh, it might honestly be. Fisher. Um, I can't think of his first name. He coached for the Titans and then the Rams. That might actually be. Um, I, I don't I, even know if their name's yeah. spelled right. doesn't matter, but I, I just kept thinking of him when you said his name. Yeah. Um, it might honestly be. And now that you're, you're saying that, I want to say there was something that I recently read about it. But um, another coach that ended up – um, Auburn ended up hiring was more of a support staff um, was Josh Holsey you know that name probably rings a bell for people who have been watching Auburn um, for the past decade uh, he played at Auburn for uh, 2012 through 2016 as a defensive back um, even went to the Redskins to play for a couple years and uh, then went to Oakland um, to play uh, but I don't think he ever saw any time any field time there um, but hey, he's got four more NFL tackles than Jared. You and I have, so <laughs> no doubt. I mean, that's that's no pretty impressive. Doubt. That is impressive. I, yeah, I like the hire. I think he's, you know, some people don't like surrounding your staff with a bunch of former team players, but Gus has done that pretty well. Yeah, um, all of them have panned out, and um, I think it was good to bring him on. Yeah, and apparently Gus uh, views him as an extremely smart player. Um, I mean, I don't remember him uh, making too many mistakes when he was here um, from 2012 to 2016. Um, so, you know, having a coach that's smart has played under Gus, um, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, that will definitely help. Yeah, I agree. I, I, haven't, I think it's a great hire. Yeah. Um, another kind of side note, um, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a video that made its rounds on Twitter of Bo Nix working out with Joe Burrow at a quarterback uh quarterback summit uh in california i mean do you make much of that other than they're just working out together um i don't know a lot about it to be honest with you I, at first i just saw those two working out and i thought that was interesting and then i saw it was a summit um but you know bo doesn't have to do that so um and i think that was one of the things that i think gus has recently uh, loosened up the hounds yeah. on that because he used to only he wanted to control everything absolutely and yeah. I think he has allowed his players now to step out and do things like that that are not related to Auburn or Gus so yeah uh, and anytime you can work out with Joe Burrow I think that you uh, absolutely take that opportunity yeah and and Joe Burrow obviously being the Heisman of 2019 it, there there's things that he's you just I mean just being around guys like that has to make you better uh, but then also joe burrow whoever this uh you know the coaches that are around there bo's getting that same coaching absolutely and, 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 and that's probably the more important part 
Yeah, absolutely. And it pains me to say this because they're a rival. But, I mean, Joe Burrow, I, I don't know. Look, I could be wrong. I think the guy's one of the more most NFL-ready quarterbacks in a long oh, yeah. time that we've For seen. Sure. I, um, I think he's going to be successful right away. And if you're out there learning from him, then, um, you know, that, there's nothing wrong that can come from that. Yeah, yeah, I think the same. Um, I mean, you're, you're around great players. It, it was like um, when I played just – you know, little league baseball, my coaches would tell me, go and just watch major league baseball players because by watching them, you pick up on the little nuances of the game and you start to implement those into your game. So I'm thinking the same with them, but even greater because you're working out shoulder to shoulder with a guy uh, and seeing what he's seeing, um, getting the same coaching that he's getting. And that, that's got to pay big dividends. And uh, Down I mean, the road. you yeah. got to think, I mean, uh, Bo's going to take a big jump this next year. Um, just being going from playing as a freshman um, to playing as a sophomore, having a another full off season. Hopefully, fingers crossed with the coronavirus, but still another year of being that 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 guy. You don't have to worry. You're pretty much you're the quarterback um, for Auburn's next football season. Well, and I know we got to move on real quick, but I do want to say one of the best things about Joe Burrow's game to me was that he was just calm and the guy never seemed rattled. And uh, Bo, oh yeah. Bo would get not rattled, but he would mm-hmm. get excited sometimes. And if he can somehow learn from that, yeah, how to stay calm. Now, <laughs> Burrow had a much better offensive line, but if he can <laughs> stay in that pocket and not get rattled, I mean, Bo has all the tools. Yes, it, it, if he figures this thing out, then the sky's the limit. Yeah, I think the word that that I liked that you said was Bo wouldn't get rattled, but he got excited. And there were definitely moments where he got excited last year and just would miss open yeah. potentially touchdown passes because yeah, he I mean, just put a little too much juice under it. He's not scared of anything. I don't want to – like, he wasn't rattled, but, yeah, he, he would just it, – It's he, you could tell he was very excited. And if he can yeah. bring his nerves down, maybe one octave, then that could be the difference, honestly. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. Um, last thing that we wanted to talk about, um, and then this one caught me a little bit off guard, was not expecting this, but huge props to, uh, Gus Malzahn, uh, for being named, uh, the Arkansas state hall of fame or sports hall of fame. Um, so, I mean, that's really awesome for him. Um, big accolades, uh, in Arkansas as a, as a head coach in the high school level, um, ended up winning three state championships there and provided, um, just some great offenses there and and started what we now see as the no hurry up no huddle um so very innovative uh, and that all started at arkansas so pretty neat for for him congrats to that. Gus. good job well deserved um Jared, before we get out here do you want to give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you yeah um again you can basically find me right now on facebook but just at jared davis and then uh, the same thing on instagram um so yeah you can kind of keep up with me there cool and you can find me on twitter at ajayjay underscore it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. 
So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?